Welcome to the New Life Church Podcast, where we dive deep into the timeless truths of the Bible. My name is Jake, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be your host. In each of these episodes, we'll unpack the richness of the scriptures, exploring how its teachings can bring new life and meaning to our everyday existence. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, and uplifted as we navigate the profound wisdom of the Bible together. This is a place where faith meets daily life. This is New Life Church. This past Sunday fell on Christmas Eve, and we had a remarkable service to celebrate the holiday. Pastor Joe shared a brief yet powerful sermon, and we were blessed with an additional message from Pastor Dave. First, we'll hear about the significance of Jesus coming to save us from our sin, making us a present, or presenting us, washed in the blood before God the Father. Let's listen to this extraordinary Christmas message. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the house of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was, while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen them, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. God has everything. He owns it all, right? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He he created heaven. He has the ability to, um, well, he has the ability that our government thinks it has to just print more cash and more wealth, right? He has the actual ability to generate more anything. He is powerful. He is awesome. And he can, whatever he wants, he can have. But as I saw these young people again worshiping, giving their praise to the Lord, I realized that there was one thing that he can't really just generate out of thin air, that he, 
it's a gift that has to come from us to him, and that's our worship, which makes you kind of special if you think about it. Of all the things he can create, all the mountains of gold and, and hordes of silver and, and, and streets and gates and pearl and jasper and all these emeralds, anything that he can create, beauty, he can create entire worlds, he can create universes, he can do anything that he wants, but the one thing that he has designated and is in line with his nature that he can't really give himself is the praise and the worship and the glory that he deserves. That's your job. And it's a job that if we don't do, the very rocks will cry out to accomplish because he will have his worship. He will have his glory and praise. How special we are to be the one thing in creation that can render to him the one thing he's most worthy of. The very best gift I thought through to some of the best gifts that I'd ever received from my family, from my wife, or in a gift exchange. Everybody think back to the one thing that sticks out most, the one gift that you have, the one thing that just meant so much to you. I had a Dalmatian stuffed animal for many, many years that I named Gideon. And I'll never forget that gift. I remember... Uh, <clears throat> I remember getting one of those green plastic army man, uh, C1 whatever, C130 or something. Those were great. And inside were GI Joes, which made it even better. So I think about all the gifts I've been given. I've been given some stinkers though over the years. But, but I do get the whole socks thing. You know, because I had to get gifts for the men's exchange and I, and I got the most old man stuff in the world and I hope I get my own name. You know, <laughs> I got, a, I got a, a robe and socks and, and something else. And I was like, nothing would please me more to get my own name, get my own old man gift. I get it. But I do remember making my dear Aunt Joyce cry one year. Or at least I cried about it and acted like a big baby. Because I had asked for Legos and she had got me Legos. But the problem was, do you remember the Legos? And then they would come with like a man or like a, you know, a bunch of guys inside the package. But sometimes you would buy it and it would just be the blocks. Now, not knowing the difference, she just got me a ton of the blocks. And I looked through the package and there was no people. There was no man. There was no like little, little action figures to go with it. So I threw a fit. <laughs> oh man, I acted like such a brat. But I remember what I said in my, through my sob racked, you know, little body. I said, there's no people in it. I want people. There's no people. And I was being a huge brat. But I do remember that. And I remember realizing that of all the things that God wants, that he cares about, it's really not the blocks. It's not the building. It's not the creation. It's not the things. But if there's no people, then it's all in vain. See, God had every other accoutrement of creation, wealth, glory, and wonders. But the people had become lost, disconnected, disassociated with the Heavenly Father who loves us. And God wanted the people. He created a house and lost the ones that were supposed to live in it. And you see that this time of year, it kind of gets highlighted sometimes. You see families where they have achieved so much 
And they, you know, they pursued wealth, they pursued success, they pursued notoriety and all these things, and they've accomplished that. But there's a disconnect within the family. There's a disconnect in the heart. There's sometimes even a disconnect with God. And, and as much as we can accomplish and as much as we, as we, we hustle and we have all, the, all the, these wonderful, expensive, you know, hundreds and hundreds of gifts, you know, some people just go all out, all out. But in the end, there's something missing. There's a disconnect between the people. And we forget what Christmas is really about. Jesus was the gift given. But I need you to remember this. We were the gift received. Colossians 1, 21 and 22 says, once you were alienated from God, you ever feel alienated before? Uh, alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. And so I had to reread that in a different voice, and that's, that's part of it. You have to read it through there. Um, there's, a, there's a different voice, and it's the same word, right? Present or present. And so just depending on how you read that, um, I guess it's because I was in the Christmas spirit, and I was in the, uh, you know, just focusing about presents and gifts. We try, we try not to go all out, go crazy, but, uh, you know, we certainly love to give gifts. And so I reread the verse. Instead of present, I read it present. Now, the truth is I'm not changing the meaning at all. They're the same, they're the same word. We just put the, uh, the emphasis on one part of it. But I was like, a present. Read it again. Once you were alienated from God, you were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. You were so far from God, and even though God's love was great and could span any chasm, the willfulness of our sin had separated us from him and had alienated us of our own will and our own sinful desire. And so God, with the beautiful house, with all of heaven created, and with the, with the garden, everything that he put into having a wonderful setup for his people, he was left with the house and no people. Nobody had access to heaven before Jesus' blood. Think about that. Think about that. We, we, we're like, oh yeah, like, you know, surely there's, no, there's only one way to the fullness of the presence of the Father, and that is through the blood of Jesus. Uh, through, through one man, all sin, but through another man, a greater man, a better word, all receive new life. There's nobody in heaven without Jesus. And so here God is, and he has the beauty, he has the wonder, he has streets of gold, he has a crystal sea, it's awesome, it's great, and he is a father first and foremost. You know that? God has, he has denoted and named him own, his own self a father. That's who he is. And so he's a father without kids at Christmas time. He's a father without any connection to the ones that he created that he loved. And there was only one way it's a lot we have to sacrifice at Christmas, right? However, the one thing that God gave up that very first Christmas was his only begotten son, the only thing that could make him more alone. But he did. Now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to 
present you, holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. The event of the first Christmas was absolutely wonderful, but it was only the beginning. It was the start of the greatest story ever told. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. That was the reason for the first Christmas, to bring salvation to mankind. Let's listen to Pastor Dave as he exhorts on this topic. This morning, I was reminiscing with Sister Karen Gavitt, and we were talking about Christmases of our own past and how that we reached the point where we've been with Jesus longer than we've been without him. And we get to the point where after a period of time, we go on walking with the Lord. And I see these young people and I, I, I see them in their walk with Jesus. I see my own family who I know that was saved at an early age and, and have been following after the Lord. And I think of my own experience where several years went by before I came to know the true meaning of Christmas. And I recall, I remember the Christmas tree that we had. Some of you uh, that are old timers may remember the aluminum Christmas tree. We didn't have to put lights on, but they had a, a little wheel of colors that shined up on the tree. Those are classics now. Those are collector's items. I remember, of course, always they watched Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and all of the accoutrements of Christmas. But I remember so clearly today the very first time after being in church on Christmas and going back home and feeling the presence of Jesus in my life. I'll never forget that year. For it was Jesus' presence and I think that it's probably one of the reasons why in the story of Luke chapter 2, when we read of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, that they have the story of an old man by the name of Simeon. And the scripture says that he waited for the consolation of Israel. Oh, they had generations of religion. They had year after year of all the symbolism that their worship at that time would bring. But they didn't have Jesus until God sent his only begotten son, born of a virgin. And they brought him to do the custom after eight days. They brought him to the temple and, and this man, Simeon, walks into the temple and into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, oh, now I can depart in peace for my eyes have 
beheld the salvation of the Lord. I remember what it was like without the light. But I remember so vividly when the light of Jesus Christ came into my life. And now it's been several years and so many times, my friends, we can forget what it was like without the light. And I want to challenge many of you this morning to reflect on what it would be like in this world that underneath the tree, open presents and wrapping paper strewn on the floor, but having not the presence or the light of God's love in our heart. I would trade everything I own for such a gift. How many of you would just lift high the light? But the light that we possess, we hold in a world that is so filled with darkness. I challenge you this morning, take this light of God's love and grace and mercy and the Lord Jesus Christ, the light that shines in your life and share it with someone else. And let's never forget what life was like in the darkness and the great difference that Jesus has made now that we're walking in the light. God bless you. In John chapter 8 and verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the New Life Church podcast. We are truly grateful for each and every one of our listeners, so thank you. For a full transcription of today's sermon and more resources, head over to our website at newlifechurchspringfield.com. I can't wait to dive into the next episode with you. Until then, stay connected, stay inspired, and God bless. See you next time.